Whoa. You want to start? Silence is over. You want to say the welcome part? Uh, do I have the rhythm for it? This is the podcast theme song. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Windsor Speakeasy podcast. Hey. I'm Bronwyn. I'm TJ. And we do stuff that you want to listen to. Yeah. So uh, I'm TJ. Pronouns are he, him. Um, this is a podcast where we talk, especially right now, we're talking about the upcoming municipal election. Bronwyn? My name is Bronwyn. My pronouns are she, they. And uh, I'm here to provide the little tidbits that make you laugh and smile and um, maybe think a little bit harder about things. So that's that's how I contribute to this monstrosity of a podcast. Okay. Icebreaker to get to know us more. Okay. Okay. You get a superpower, but you only have it for a day. What would it be? I want to be able to teleport because I would want to go here, there, wherever I wanted, 24 hours, new place every 30 minutes. Where's the first place you teleport? I go to Costa Rica. Nice. Like into like a rainforest. I want to see frogs that look like rocks and, um, you know, like monkeys that sound like parrots and all sorts of crazy things that you see in those Attenborough documentaries. Will you climb to the, up to the canopy and eat figs with them? Only if I can be like, if I could like trade my body for like a young person's body. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I. I. I well, you I, can teleport to the top of the tree. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah, I would just do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. up there. Hundred percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, what am I thinking? There. This is fantasy. I, I can teleport. Yes, yes. I would do that. So that's, that's a good choice. Yeah. I think I would choose like gills and Ooh. and to be able to like withstand the pressures of the. Deep. Okay, so no bends. Like you're not right. Like I can come up and go down. Okay, and hopefully that could start like. Right when I land from a plane somewhere coastal for the ocean, like I want my tw- I want my twenty four hours to be in the ocean. Okay, you don't want to spend any to waste time traveling to where you're going. No, okay, no. Right, if I, I, if I could breathe underwater, I want to be underwater. I want to be like my twenty three hours and fifty seven seconds, and that's when I come up to get my first breath. And, okay, uh, I get it. Yeah, I like this. I, I want to see. I think it's going to scare me a lot because I don't like the dark. But to <laughs> the, go down to like the dark zone, see all the light up fishies. That's bioluminescence. Ho ho. Yeah, yeah. Like <clears throat> the part of the ocean that's like space. It's like aliens. Uh, a- that's, that's what I a one choices. I think we did uh, good. That has nothing to do with <laughs> <laughs> anything we're going to talk about today. On behalf of the Windsor Speakeasy crew, we acknowledge that we are on land surrounded by water and originally inhabited by indigenous peoples who have traveled this area since time immemorial. This territory is within the lands honored by the Wampum Treaties, agreements between the Ashinabe, the Haudenosaunee, the Lene Lenape, and allied nations to peacefully share and care for the resources around the Great Lakes. We want to acknowledge the presence of the Three Fires Confederacy, the Ojibwe, the Odawa, and the Potawatomi, and the Huron-Wendat peoples. We are dedicated to honoring their, the indigenous history and culture while remaining committed to moving forward respectfully with all First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people. Uh, we're, we're talking about Windsor, the upcoming city election on October 24th. Um, and we are talking about, this is our series on the wards specifically. And if you don't know what a ward is, ward- Listen to episode one, dummy. 
Well, yeah, but I'm if, just kidding. You're not dummies. You guys are very smart people. Well, they could be dummies because you're listening to us. Well, they're gonna be <laughs> gonna be smarter in 27 minutes. Yeah, educate. Our city is split up into geographical sections called wards, uh, and those are divided. They were divided back in 2010 um, to split up traditional neighborhoods and have very small representation. So on October 24th, you're going to get a few votes. You get to vote for the mayor, which is a citywide vote. Everyone gets to vote for that. You're going to get a, a ward councilor vote. And that's the one we're talking about today. Um, and so that's representative of your smaller portion of the city. So, so would it be like that, like in, in Game of Thrones? Or like Yeah, but instead of like, how many families are there in Game of Thrones? Like 10 million. Well, there's okay. only 10 wards. Yeah. And, and, they're, and they're, it's not like they're not trying to take over. They just like yeah I represent. Guess no, like fighting in between well there is there is it's just like yeah on the sly and so the ward counselor your local representative has the same vote as the mayor so there's 10 counselors on council and one mayor out of the 11 votes the majority get to decide what to do so, and the mayor's the tiebreaker if there's a tie right sure and there's only usually a tie if someone has to be like has a conflict of interest because 11 is an odd number cool okay uh, which is rare, uh, but he does get the tie-breaking vote. Okay, but his vote otherwise is has the same power as a council. Awesome. Uh, and so Ward Two is what we would traditionally call Sandwich Town. Okay, it's the West End. Um, West Side's the best side. Yeah, man. I like I I love Sandwich Town. Um, I think it's a cool neighborhood. It's one of the oldest neighborhoods in our city. Demographically, it is the poorest. It, it has the lowest median income it is has one of the lowest voter turnouts those two kind of go hand in hand like if you feel like you've been left behind by the system why would you participate in that, in that system. system yeah right the current representative for that ward uh, let me tell you where it is first it's it's traditionally sandwich town um and it goes as far east as the railroad line that goes under the river, um, which you only know if you like ride a bike and park. Is that where Gateway Park is going to be? Yes, it is. So that's near University and Cameron, if you're familiar with that intersection. It's it's a, about a city block away from that intersection, which is uh, where Dollarama is on University Avenue. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Where the Dollarama is on University Avenue, everywhere west of that, until you run into Ward 1, which is basically where EC row kind of cuts it off at the south border so when you're getting out to Ojibwe Parkway that that road exactly it's yeah. exactly the border so anywhere over in the west the current representative for that ward it is his first term on council his name is Fabio Castante uh, he's a lawyer um, which is not an uncommon profession to see in politics which is weird to me like why do lawyers make the best representative for the rest of us good question thanks <laughs> um <laughs> fabio got in he beat out a guy who to be honest i thought he, the previous ward counselor his name was john elliott um, he's very involved in nonprofits in the west side i thought he was going to run again the deadline has passed and he has not put his name in the hat. And so we get to this fancy word incumbent. Can you tell us what an incumbent is, Brown one? The incumbent is the person who currently holds the job and is seeking 
re-election. So they've already had it for the, the past term, and they're running again to try to win again. Yeah, and so if you listen to our previous episode in Ward 1, uh, the incumbent has a significant advantage. They're doing the job. Folks like the status quo, and if it's working or you perceive it to be working, then why change? Um, and so the incumbent will usually have better rate, name recognition and higher voter turnout because they've been doing the work for the last four years. Yes. If you listen to our last episode, we talked about Darcy Reno, and I brought up that, like, she ran four years ago. She lost. She didn't go away for those four years. She put in some work of, on her, like, in volunteer times. She's working with people on Facebook to, like, reach out to the constituents before she she even, like, put her name out for the job. Yeah. That's something I see lacking with the other three challengers in this in this ward. Yeah, Fabio has some competition. There are some people in the race that want to, they that think that they are better for the job. So that's really an interesting situation. And there's some contrast into why these people think they're the right person to represent Ward Two. Yeah, and and so let's get into those. Um, the first one, um, just going off the list here is Miriam Farage. Um, Do we want to talk about Fabio first since he's the incumbent or? Sure, we can talk about Fabio. Yeah, just to maybe kind of set this, the, what, see, let's define the status quo. What's been going on in War 2 and, and what and he then, wants And then the to, challengers yeah. coming in. Okay, sure, sure. Just to kind of frame the picture. How do you feel Fabio's been doing? Where, where, where's where's your um, radar at? I have since again i'm a i'm a t- i'm on team ward three so i don't know exactly um all of the i don't know where he stands on all the votes that affected uh ward two and all that stuff but i do have some personal anecdotes i work in ward two and i have a concern about the safety of my um the people that i work near and so i was like i reached out to him and he was really cool and he emailed me right back and had a solution um, and was going to follow up with me and consult with me. And it just left uh, left me feeling good about that interaction. So that impressed me. I also spoke to a friend who is a business owner in Ward 2. And they told me uh, an anecdote about Fabio personally walking down to their business and informing them in person about things that were happening uh, on Sandwich Street, construction, uh, closures, special events, um, bylaw changes, and informing them personally about those changes and updates to keep them uh, in the know so that if these decisions were affecting their businesses, these owners could act accordingly. And I thought that was a pretty uh, cool thing to do because, you know, he's putting his he's putting his face out there and actually showing up and talking to um, the people in his ward. And I think that's cool. Yeah, and uh, Ward 2 is cool because there's one traditional neighborhood in the ward. It's a super old neighborhood, and everything's kind of built. And, and to be honest, it's divided by a lot of infrastructure. EC Row cuts it off at the south. Um, you know, Ojibwe Parkway, the uh, Huron Church cuts through it. The Ambassador Bridge kind of bisects it. Yeah, yeah. not like, yeah, the Ambassador. That's small infrastructure. Yeah, just Bridge. a tiny little thing. Yeah, it's not a big deal. But that means that, like, if you do the work as the income uh, as the counselor, you spend your time in Sandwich Town, like talking to this small group of 
business owners and, and that's a cool advantage. Um, and, and from what it sounds like, Fabio has been there doing the work. Um, let's talk about his challengers. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we get on to the challengers? Uh, no, I think, I, I think, um, from what I've, what I've read, um, Fabio has a very good presence online. He, um, publicly supports the things he believes in. And so if you really want to take a deep dive into what his platform is and how he's adjusting the status quo so that there's progress moving forward, you can go check those out and read those specific details. And I encourage you to, because, you know, we can't talk about every tenant of every candidate's stance, but we can, we can point you in where in the right direction. So if you want to check out in more detail, you know, go find him in, uh, on socials and, uh, check it out. <clears throat> yeah. And he's running campaign. He has an office, the, their job at the campaign is to make sure that your questions are answered. So if you have questions, uh, reach out to that campaign. Um, if you like the answers, uh, we're going to mention this in all the episodes. If, if you find someone who aligns with most of your uh, morals and, and, and your moral compass, help them out. All these campaigns are run on either the, the candidate's money or money donated to them by private citizens. And so if you like someone, help them out, get a sign, volunteer, give them some money. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about who in Ward 2 is running their challenger campaigns and think that Fabio should step out of the way and give them a job. These are, there's three challengers in Ward 2 being in the political realm and knowing about things. All of these names were new to me. Um, when they announced. So I didn't know anything about them. Uh, and so everything that we're talking about today is just based on what we researched uh, on their online presence. Mm -hmm. So with for the sake of who's next, it's alphabetical order in most of the um, resources I looked at. So Miriam Farage is the first challenger for War 2. Yeah. And so, so she doesn't have much in the way of a website or uh, social media presence, but she did... Um, talk to CBC and we could pull some information from that article. Brahman, what did you learn from there? Um, well, it was, it was a standard questionnaire that was given to all the candidates and it had some basic questions, um, questions about their platform and how they, why they think they're the best candidate. Um, and basically her stance was that she is a supporter of the, um, the movement that is most, well known as municipalism, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, I was not aware, I have not heard this term specifically. And so I did a little research and it has some French Revolution roots, um, some derivatives of some of the, the way, um, people would have preferred to have been governed back in those days. This is like, fuck the king. This is how we're doing shit. Yeah, we kind of, it's basically, they want to decentralize, uh, diversify, and f make the government's focus on small uh, neighborhood faction voices. So you split everybody up into small groups. Every group speaks for what affects them. And then the role of the government is to be the conduit of that voice. So the government isn't making any specialized decisions. They're not acting as an expert. They're just acting as a communicator of what this neighborhood wants and that neighborhood wants. So basically in her answers, she, when she was asked uh, specific questions, she, her stance was, it's not my place to answer this. I would take this question to the people and ask them. And then I 
will tell you what they think. So she never really took a stance specifically on things. She just said, that's a good question. I'll take it to the people and we'll see what the people think. So if that's your bag, it's an interesting <clears throat> way to think about things. Yeah. I, I, you know, in, in theory, that's like, that's how the wards should all operate. Like that is the gold standard of democracy, right? We have been given this small section of city and there's one representative for it. And their job is to <clears throat> give voice to the people who live there and voted for them. Yeah. Living in Windsor and being in the, in the thick of things, I know that a huge challenge in the city is proper community consultation. Community consultation sounds great and it is great and needs to be done. Don't get me wrong. This is mandatory. If you want, the democracy to run like a democracy, you got to hear from the people. Mm -hmm. In practice, it's hella difficult. <laughs> like, you can't just put out a questionnaire. And if you put out a questionnaire, it can't be shitty and misleading. Like, yes, yeah, you, yeah, you can lead an answer to, like, make a questionnaire sound a specific way. Biases, which, unconscious and conscious biases right. in, in questioning and sampling. Yeah, there's a, there's a statistical cluster F of things that can go awry when you consult the community. So that, that, but then the interesting thing is, is if she, if that's what her core belief is, then why no online presence? Because isn't that a way to consult the people? Right. Like what, what's, um, what's, what's her game plan? Is it to go stand in the roundabout and sandwich and just hold a sign being like, this issue's coming to council. Yeah, so Hawk, was, if you agree, like uh, not I, I, in no way am I, am I trying to poke fun here, but I understand that you are trying to be the voice of the community. Where are you listening? She didn't really give a lot of information. Is she holding town hall type meetings? Is she knocking on doors? There wasn't really a lot. There wasn't a lot of information on how she's being, how she's communicating with the residents of Ward 2. So that was an interesting fact. Like all well and good in theory, but what's the practice? And I couldn't find a lot of information online about how she's implementing this um, movement that she supports. If you want to know more about this person, Please reach out to Miriam. I think we're like the foremost source now for information about Miriam. Well, yeah, I guess, she I guess. should get in touch with us. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's let, we'll just do a long interview. We'd love to hear <laughs> more about how you're going to represent Sandwich Town yeah. in Ward Two. Let's move on to another challenger. Yeah. Alphabetically, we have. Uh, R -R. Romano. Romano. <laughs> I like know the alphabet. We're both singing the alphabet. Trust what we're saying, head. guys. We don't know the order of the letters. It's 26 letters. It's a lot to keep track of. <laughs> you know what? Ooh. You know what? I hit my head a lot, guys. What do you want from me? It really proves that I live in a border town because I never know if the Canadian way is Z or Z. I just say whatever's in my heart in the moment. No, I just hope that the person be. doesn't Everyone will know disagree with me. Anyways... <laughs> Romano, Sam. Sam Romano uh, worked at RBC in banking for 40 years, is retired, uh, a longtime resident of Ward 2. And first time to, uh, involving himself in local politics. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. First time entering his name in the ring. And you did some research on Sam. I did. What, why, what kind of things did he say that he wanted that were different from what Fabi was already offering? Um, he was the only candidate, um, that was a challenger that, um, made a direct challenge to Fabio, to the incumbent. He, uh, claimed that the, um, incumbent was not, um, listening to the residents of the ward and he promised that he would. 
And he also criticized him for, he called, he, I think he phrased it as parachuting himself into Ward 2. Meaning, and I think he specifically clarified that as, um, Fabio did not live in Ward 2 until he was elected to represent Ward 2. And the technicality of having a business located in Ward 2 allowed him to run in Ward 2. I want to interject here because... If, 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 I, if I said anything... If, no, you know, no, only because you don't even have to have that business okay. in the ward. There we go. Anybody ding, ding, ding. can run for a ward counselor, whether you live there or not, whether you have a business there or not. If you think you're the proper voice for that ward, regardless of whether you work or live or reside in that ward, you can run. So, I mean, obviously, it's preferred if you live or work or do something there because yeah. that makes you And that was community. one of Romano's points that he was the opposite of that. He um, is a resident of the West End for 37 years. So he, I think his, he was implying that he would, it would be a better expert on what life is like in War II and where the needs are and where the struggles are. Um, he kind of had a, I mean, again, read for yourself, but he kind of gave me the vibe that um, he said that's, Ward 2 had a different, more respected, more, it was kind of like, uh, he wish it, he wishes it could go back to the way things were. He likes it. You know, we could restore the, the prestige that the ward once had. And so it sounds kinda a lot had, like make sandwich great again. Yeah. There was a little nostalgia. He, he, I think he is longing for, for the older days when he perceived things as better. So he wanted to bring that back. That was kind of the vibe of his message. Um, and, and, and to put this in perspective for people who aren't in ward two, there's a lot of significant issues impacting ward two. There is a new international border crossing going up in ward two. Mm-hmm. There is a nearly 100 year old piece of infrastructure, which is the busiest international border crossing in North America, which bisects this ward. Um, and the owners of that bridge, the Maroon family, um, they have houses that they own in Sandwich Town that have just been boarded up and kind of neglected. Uh, and this is a, a, a national level fight in this huge piece of instru- infrastructure that often comes down to this voice of this ward representative who's had, you know, I think Fabio's ward count or, or, or election count, I think there was like 1,000 and change people who got him elected. Like the voter turnout so low. Uh, the amount of work that goes on to this counselor is a lot because of those two pieces of infrastructure. Yeah. yeah. And, and a lot of these longstanding things like the boarded up houses, the university sometimes attracts, uh, negligent landlords, absentee mm-hmm. landlords, landlords that do not live in Windsor <clears throat> that let there's let their properties turn into squalor. I, and I've, lived, I've a, lived in one. I, I dealt with it personally. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. a very frustrating situation that these residents have been dealing with for a very long time. So the, the frustration is palpable. And what the exact solution is, not my job to figure out, but somebody has to try. And so anyone who puts that issue at the front is, is, a, is, at least pointing in the right direction, in my in my opinion. So I, I do give that as a, as a plus to Sam that he is saying that out loud in his platform that he wants to crack down on those negligent landlords and um, the Maroon family for those you know boarded up houses. Yeah, yeah, and I think those issues kind of rang true in most of the people that in this mm-hmm. ward. A hundred percent. There's one more candidate trying to gain the seat in Ward 2. Uh, and lastly, in alphabetical order, it's Chris Soda. Um, 
one of my favorite things about this candidate is the photo that's often out there representing him is just him feeding a bunch of stray cats, which I think is very sweet. So I get the I get the sense that this man is as interesting as his name. Like if, sure. you, if your name is Chris Soda, yeah. then you you it's gonna it's you, gonna tickle when you yeah when you, you consume gotta, it. <laughs> <laughs> your ideas are bubbly. I, sure. I, I, don't, I don't I don't know how else to describe them, but um, yeah, uh, personally. Looking at a lot of his stuff, I don't agree with it. Uh, I don't agree with a lot of the things that he uh, alludes to. You you had a good line on this. Um, like when you when you went through his stuff, what were you thinking? I was really afraid to click on the links that he shares. Uh, I did not want to subscribe to the algorithm that he is a part of. Sure. Um, you can read between the lines on that and you can deduce whatever you would like to deduce out of those words. But I do encourage you to go see for yourself. He is present on Facebook. Uh, I think it's Chris Chris Soda Soda for for Ward 2. He does post semi-regularly. So, and he is very upfront about what he believes. Um, so you can go check it out. Um, but not for me. Yeah, uh, I agree. Like, uh, all respect, it's super difficult to put your name forward for any sort of political office, so due respect to Chris. Um, but, you know, his, his, the stuff he talks about um, seems kind of out of touch for what the job of representing Ward 2 really entails, right? Like, these are... A lot of the stuff he talks about are bigger level national issues, provincial issues. Things. Yeah, there's only so much power you can have in a city in a municipal role. So some things might be too big for, you know, above the pay grade. Good luck, man. No, seriously, I'll more mad respect for anyone who puts themselves into the ring because it's a fight that uh, is tough. Yeah. And, and, it, and it takes a toll on your family and on your life and your free time. And it's a it's and it's a very important job if you're lucky enough to get it. So um, mad respect to anybody who thinks they have a shot. That's awesome. If you were a War Two resident, where's your ex going, Brown one? Um, I like the incumbent just because I have those personal connections, those personal stories, and he is helping me try to improve the things that I care about in, in the world that I work and, and I see on a daily basis. Yeah. I, I think, um, I know, and I've seen that Fabio is a hardworking, uh, counselor. He's there in the media making remarks. He's there talking to the community making marks. If there's uh, a market or a festival or something that's happening in Sandwich Town, he's there, he's seen, he's with the people. Um, if I lived in War Two, I would also uh, stick with the incumbent and give my vote to Fabio. But I am proud of the, I will say I am proud of the challengers for bringing up some important issues, for having um, certain insights on things um, that would keep an incumbent in check. Things that maybe he, they, they are maybe asked, turning him to examine his blind spots, maybe sure. things that you have a huge plate when you're doing this job and you can't, it's impossible to get everything right. So if these people can step up and say, this is maybe where you need to pick things up. This is where you maybe need to fill a gap in, in what you are focusing on in your ward that I commend that. And I think guys like Sam in this ward are, are possibly there to be like, Hey, maybe you're missing out on this. Sure. Maybe you haven't seen this this way. And I would, but if, if they don't, if they're successful, hopefully Fabio's taking notes maybe from some of his challengers. Yeah. I, I think it would be a shame and a failure of democracy and not a failure, but like kind of sad. If 
And we almost had it in, in, in the city, but it didn't happen. If only one person puts their name forward for the ward and they just get it because they're the only person willing to do the job, that's not healthy. Like, yeah. There should be debate. Yep. There should be a vote. There should be a community mandate about things. Um, and so the challengers in this ward are healthy for the, the, the ward. Um, if I was a betting man... I'd probably put some money down that that Fabio has probably got a good chance that he's going to see that seat again. Me too. In October. But I'm an optimist. I like to, I like to, you know, yeah, sunny I mean, about everybody's chance. Pr- prove us wrong. <laughs> prove us wrong in a low turnout ward like Ward Two. If you can activate a base, you know, really anything can happen. So uh, let's not count anyone out. Yeah, I agree. Anything else on Ward Two, Brown One? I think we've we've knocked it out of the park. I think we did it. I think we nailed it. Cool. If you're still unsure. <laughs> about where the ward two is check out our socials we're gonna put a ward map up there um instagram and twitter and tiktok are all windsor speak in the letters e z z's the canadian one it's e z um <laughs> so the words windsor the word speak e z uh we'll post this episode um and as this is our our very special series about all the wards we're asking you a special favor to actually share this with someone, someone who lives in the ward, who would find this information interesting. Uh, I know all podcasts and all sorts of things ask you to do this, uh, but because this is new and so important, we really ask you to stop right now. Pick up your phone. Go to your podcast player. that share button find someone you think is interesting send it away okay cool uh (laughs) nailed it yeah subscribe rate review check us out on socials have the tough conversations you can do it i believe in you yeah and and, you know say say for example your parents live in this ward and you do you think they're gonna vote one way and you think they should vote the other way those are the hard conversations that you're talking about right like the, 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 the the people you trust and care about who you can't have an open conversation about are the people who you should I agree. Cool. That's uh, Windsor Speakeasy Award 2. Peace out.